Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama 2018-2009 cast. What? <laughs> so, in the year of our Lord 2018, okay. we chose, for reasons unbeknownst to me now, to watch Twilight. I think we just had a week of... But why did we pick Twilight? Because it was a... It, it, it is, in public consciousness, one of the most popular, uh, like, teen drama films. Like, we, I, we could have done... Sorry, the problem with things like Walk to Remember are those things. They're not teenagers. But my question is, why did we do a movie? I think it's just that we had a week off, and we wanted to do one thing where it was just a one. We only had to do that one. And now that we've done this movie, for reasons unbeknownst to us now, we have chosen... To watch the rest of the Twilight movies. Unless well, is just because you have to finish what you start. And I regret our choices. <laughs> I hate 2018 Aaron and Kevin. <laughs> yes, we are taking a journey to, at, at this point, which is a decade ago, uh, of the most controversial, I guess, in the most academic sense of the word controversy. Yeah, it was a very, very discussed cultural phenomenon yeah yeah it was also a very highly memed cultural phenomenon so in some ways we're very behind the curve but in a lot (laughs) of other ways we're creating a new curve we're at the beginning of a new meta critical analysis pop culture analysis scholarship trend yes if you if this is your first episode that you are that you are listening to of uh mystery outsiders and abs and you saw that our latest episode was twilight uh, new new moon, and you clicked on it. Thank you for giving us a chance, not just assuming this is going to be a big big meme cast. Because we are not a meme cast. We are going to look at the art. We're going to look at the story construction. We're going to look at the messages that, that this movie is putting forward to children about what love should be. Yeah, the. And sort, let just, me tell you, none of those <laughs> things are good. Yeah, to sort of get into it, uh, it's sort of a a quick review of Twilight and what we're going to be doing for these next couple of weeks. Uh. Twilight is a film that gets a lot of hate directed at it, Um, and I'm not going to defend... Twilight is not a good movie. Um, The books are not good books, but there's also... It's also worthwhile remembering that there's this trend that continues on to this day Mm -hmm. of sort of pointing at something and making fun of it because teenage girls like it. And, like, there's a lot of misogyny wrapped up in that critical analysis. Yeah. And let's let's be clear. Twilight does not teach teenage girls good lessons. Yeah. Twilight does not have a love story you should aspire to. But the fact that this is, like, a supernatural story with a love triangle, there's nothing wrong with that. Hunger Games is – it's not supernatural. It's sci-fi. But Hunger Games is a um, speculative fiction story with a love triangle – that teaches teenage girls good things about being a g- woman in this world. Yeah, like... like <sighs> Katniss, while being acted upon because she is still a child, mm-hmm. also takes ownership over her future. Katniss takes action. Katniss is sometimes trod over. Like, sometimes the steel train of the revolution is way ahead of where Katniss is. But she's trying. She's an active participant in her life. Yeah. Bella... Just kind of has life happen at her. Yeah. And doesn't always have great uh, reactions to it. So 
you can't deny the fact that Twilight was popular. And how it got there is actually a matter of discussion. Like, like it's, it's sometimes it's hard to tell if there was, you know, Twilight got, pa- got popular and then there was a pushback. Or was it that Twilight got somewhat popular, then there was a pushback, and, got and then it got more, more popular. popular because of the counter pushback? I will say I certainly read it because of the backlash, and I was curious to know what was up with this thing that people had such strong feelings about. Yeah, people have intense feelings about it, and I do feel like a lot of those feelings weren't from people who actually engaged with the text before deciding their opinion on it. There's a lot of, like, snap decisions being like, sparkly vampires, F that. Yeah. And who cares? Who cares if the vampires oh. sparkle? <laughs> you know, I want to get this out of the way right now. Oh. oh, no, it's still going. Sorry. It's just, it's, it just stopped following it. So I yeah. Just... I want to get this out of the way uh, right now. The, the, th- the One of my, one of the, one of the things that I least hate, the, the thing that I do not care about Twilight is that they made the vampires sparkle. Who vampires don't exist. They can do yeah. whatever they want. It's fact, fine. I, in fact, one of the, one of my favorite things about Twilight is what they did with adapting vampire mythos into turning them into these like mar. Because if you're gonna do a romance, you turn a marble esque and statue esque. Yeah. Like- and I will say this particular film because we did talk about Twilight, Twilight, the movie Twilight, the mm-hmm. first Twilight. We talked about that two years ago, and it was filmed poorly. It was filmed as if the entire... I made this joke two yeah. years ago, but it was filmed as if the entire movie had the Amaro filter from Instagram <laughs> laid over top of it. I think I said green. <laughs> and in this film, that's gone. This this film is uh, technically better. You can see the vampire sparkle, because last movie, I felt yeah. like you couldn't see it. You were just told they sparkled. It, was, it wasn't It was as clear. In that one, he just sort of looked like he glowed. Yeah. This one, they look diamond. Now, some of the vampires' coloring is absurd. <laughs> they have picked the wrong foundation colors for their faces. And Laurent, who is the only black vampire we meet, mm-hmm. looks ridiculous. Yeah, no, he's got They a... have put some pasty white powder over that poor handsome man's face. And, like, he's a black vampire. Why does he have to look pasty? Yeah, like it wouldn't react like unless if he turns albino. Like, like the the thing is the thing that is unclear in this is that usually when you think of the vampire turning pale, it's mostly just because they don't get any sunlight ever. So he should just look sallow. But it does seem to imply that act that vampirism itself in this world applies to you like by draining you of like maybe blood or rosiness that being said we do meet like in this film we meet the volturi yeah it's not really a spoiler no it's which the... are like a, a royalty family they're kind of they're like an italian crime mob yeah family in the vampire world they, they describe them as the closest thing they have to royalty so that's the best thing we can assume from that and they're all real pasty, but I full-heartedly believe that the Volturi are wearing makeup because they have never moved on since the 1700s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, so I guess as a uh, spoiler-free recap on, like, hey, you let's say you have never watched Twilight. Aaron, do you think people need to watch Twilight? Yeah, you know what? I think you should you know. You do? I think you should watch it so you can make your own opinion. Well, I don't mean if they want to discuss it. I mean, is this oh. is this is this something that somebody should seek out and watch now? I would say 
No, no. you should watch The Hunger Games. No. The Hunger Games is similar, but a zillion times better. Yeah, like, it, it, it did have a lot of cultural impact, but honestly, these days, in 2020, the only thing that will come up is people talk about Robert Pattinson a decade ago, and who I, now is playing Batman. I can recommend to you a lot of great um, fantasy book series, like, because they do some kind of... They touch on some interesting things with the werewolves mm-hmm. in this movie. Because this is the first movie where we meet the werewolves. Yeah. But let me tell you, the Mercedes Thompson series, which is a book series, it's not a TV show. They address that whole, like, conflict between being a wolf but being a man and... Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into the There's a lot of things that address it way, way better. <laughs> uh, we'll get into the wolves when we get to the wolves. Uh, but, yeah, uh, basic summary, it's... Honestly, it's not... It, you, you can probably pass it by if you don't feel like watching it. But if you're going to watch Twilight, you don't have to watch this one. <laughs> this particular part of the uh, trilogy you, plus one plus two. You probably watch the last ten minutes and you'll get the idea of the of the entire thing. Here, I'll spoil it for you. Werewolves happen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this because this is the Twilight Saga. New Moon. The Twilight Saga. Like all Twilight movies, this movie starts with a needlessly dramatic Bella voiceover. Where is she quoting something? She like, is. What? She's, she's quoting Romeo and Juliet. Uh, it's just obnoxious. So she, she begins by doing the violent delights have violent ends uh, stanza lines from, mm-hmm. uh, which I think the Friar does um, in like it was, it was one of the times at the at the end of Romeo and Juliet after Romeo and Juliet dies. There becomes a sequence where a bunch of people will come in and say how sad they are. A bunch of adults bunch just have opinions about teenagers making <laughs> so, dumb choices. So the friar will come in and do, do the the divine delights, and the duke will come in and be like, "I'm cursed on both your houses." And <laughs> Montagues will come in and be sad. And the, it, the the after Romeo and Julia dies, it does drag a little. <laughs> um, but Bella quotes this, and while this is going on, we are treated to a lot of needlessly dramatic shots including a shot of Bella running through a sea of people wearing red cloaks red, with hoods. Red riding hoods. Um, I dislike this opening in a few ways because she'll run through like these, these you know, a bunch of these cloaks, and then all of a sudden the cloaks are gone, but she's still running. But she's in the meadow. She runs in the meadow. So it seems to imply that, like, it, it seems to imply whatever happens here, because spoiler alert, that is a scene from the end of the movie. Yeah. Is that, not... But she, it seems like it implies that she's dreaming it because it goes right into a dream and implies she dreamed the thing beforehand. So it's less of a st- storytelling device of like, here's where we'll, where we'll end up and more of this pseudo idea that she dreamt the future. I mean, we'll spoil this now. She does have nightmares throughout the entire movie. We don't really see them, the nightmares, but they're very annoying. Oh, yeah, they're terribly annoying. Anyway, the... The crux of this whole dream is essentially that she... It was going to become the crux of her... Kind of her storyline throughout this movie. And it's obnoxious. Is that she has realized now, oh my god, I'm going to grow old, but my vampire boyfriend is not going to grow old. And now I will spoil this now. 
her vampire boyfriend does not care that she may physically be several years older than him because he will always be a hundred years older than her. <laughs> you And they will keep on repeating it to the level that you cannot stop but really dwell on the fact that he is... Especially because later when she's talking with um, uh, Jacob, they mention emotional age a whole lot. And then Jacob is finally like, why do you care about age so much? Yeah, so... <laughs> There's so much talk about age and emotional age here, but they never quite land on the idea that Edward and his entire, like, found family are all emotionally so much older. decades older than this 17-year-old. But that's not, we're just, we're gonna have to slide by that. That is just a conceit we're going to have to deal with. But right now... It's Bella's birthday, and Charlie comes in, and Charlie is so excited, and then Bella goes, I thought we agreed no presents. Yeah, Bella is the classic edgy teen. She hates her birthday. Yeah, she's... I don't like the saying, because it automatically sets up um, a dichotomy, dichotomy fight anyways, which is the, I'm not like other girls But girl. this entire movie is Bella being like, I'm not like other girls. Wait, to the point that Anna Kendrick's character is set up to be the other girl that she's not like, and it's... <laughs> it's infuriating. <laughs> anyway, we Bella hates. I'm too cool for my birthday. But does she? So she's not too cool for her birthday. She loves every single time anybody. Does every anything. gift she gets, yeah. she's obsessed. She with. just doesn't want to show that she's excited about her birthday because she's a teenager. Now, so Charlie and her mother Renee came in together for gifts. Yeah, and I guess Renee bullied Charlie into doing this. Charlie gets the way better no, end of the deal. No, no, no. I, th I, th I thought he implied that, that... No, Charlie says Renee made him do it. Oh, I thought I thought he said that um, uh, they... They they, uh, they, they, gift, they gifted together, or she followed my... I, it doesn't really matter, No, no, honestly. Renee makes him do it, but Charlie gets to give Bella a digital camera. Yeah. And Renee gives Bella a scrapbook. Now, so I, I love Charlie. We know this. Yeah. I'm hoping that Charlie was like, hmm, Renee bought you the camera, <laughs> but I'm swapping it up. Now, here's the thing that I should set up right now. We're getting a lot of themes and motifs set up right here early on. Dreams. Romeo and Juliet. The camera. These will be dropped in about 20 minutes and never picked up again. Except for one. Sort of. Oh, yeah. Um, we also find out during the scene as Bella drives to school that hikers are going missing in the woods. And I think this is supposed to be suspicious, but like... Clearly, it's Victoria. We saw Victoria run into <laughs> it, the woods at the end of the last movie. Yeah, it, <laughs> I like this clarify that they don't actually fully say who actually it is. They sort of imply, oh, no, we know that it's this, but it's never... They're like, mysterious hikers. It could just be that they are being, you know, killed. So, uh, Bella arrives to school. We get some stuff with her with her, um, her cool friends. She is so bad at being friends with people. They are, like, so excited to see her. They want to talk to her. They want to engage with her. And she just, like, awkwardly awkwards at them. I want to take this moment to go back to the <laughs> the, the character descriptions of, the, of her friends from the first Twilight film. Because mm -hmm. I think... It is noteworthy to sort of see what Bella's characterization is, not as a characterization isn't right. Her the way she is written as. It's not necessarily her character, but the way everyone reacts around her. And here's what it is. So I'm just going to say the act. I mean, I, whatever. So the actor's name: Michael Welch as Mike Newton, one of Bella's new friends who vies for her attention. True. 
Yep. Um, Gregory Tyree Boyce as Tyler Crowley, another one of Bella's classmates, also vying for Bella's attention. Who's Tyler? He's, he's the one who almost he's, he's the one who almost hit with a car in the first movie. Oh. Uh, Justin Chan, Eric Yorkie, another one of Bella's classmates who vies for her attention. <laughs> 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 that is the characterization of these people. And like in this scene, they're talking to her like, "Oh, a big day. R and J essays are due," and Bella's just like. <sighs> I'm too distracted about it being my birthday to engage with you guys. Like, why? Please, these please pe- stop talking about how it's my birthday. None of us are talking about how it's your birthday. Why Bella. do these people ever speak to her? She is just rude to them, or doesn't listen to what they say. Yeah, it's they don't make they don't make her a good friend uh, ever, ever. And then, so then Edward arrives, and I don't know what it is about this scene, but like, I don't. It's the dialogue or something. But There's this, no chemistry? No, no, this scene feel, not just, I don't mean just uh, when Edward and Belle talk to each other. I mean when the Edward arrives and all the kids are talking. This feels like fan fiction. I know, when he walks out of his car and, like, mysterious wind blows at him. This, this feels like this should be, and I think it's just because Twilight ended up inspiring a lot of what's called high school AU, or high school alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Because doesn't it feel like all these characters should be in a much more interesting movie, and this is like their sanitized version put into (laughs) a story where it's like, oh, and Edward, who in this like original show is a warrior badass from an alternate, uh, from another kingdom, but in our, in my high school AU. He's just at school. Not to make fun of fan fiction. Fan fiction is great. A lot of fan fiction is really good. This yeah. movie is not. So he kisses her and he says something about her birthday. And yeah. She's like, shut up. People can't know. But she totally <laughs> wants people to know. Oh, yeah. She has to. And then Jacob arrives. And just like Archie on Riverdale. Oh, you also did the Archie and Juice. Yes. <laughs> Jacob got hot. I wrote the exact same thing down. I said he Archie <laughs> Andrews filled out. Literally, he literally he walks up and Bella goes, Wow, biceps, you filled out. (laughs) No, I think he looks the same, but all right, TV show. I also think he looks exactly the same. But Jacob walks into the scene and he lights it up with a joy that no character has brought to this show. He, he, and I want to say Charlie occasionally, though he has a pretty bad movie. He has a pretty bad time. Um, He's the only character who smiles in this film. Him and Alice, I think, also smiles. And when Bella is with Jacob... She smiles. Like, he picks her up. He hugs her. She kind of smiles back. He brought her a dream catcher for her birthday. And she's like, yes, I do have nightmares. Thank you for this. And he's like, whoa, that was serious. Uh, This leads into, we got introduced to a couple more of the Collins. It really doesn't matter. It just reminds us there are Collins. Yeah. And Alice gets to do more. Alice becomes important in this movie. Yes. Uh, Then we get into what will become the start of... The Edward and Bella thing between this, when they're discussing Romeo and Juliet. And Edward is jealous of Romeo, not because he found his true love, but because Romeo has the luxury of being able to commit suicide. Edward takes this moment (laughs) to get real Real dark. So it's his girlfriend's birthday. They are in English class watching the 1960s version of R&J. And he's like, I wish I could commit suicide like Romeo. You know, I thought about it when uh, when uh, James nearly killed you, how I would do it. Because I can't stab myself or anything like that. So what I'll tell you right now, that if I was going to die, I would go to the Volturi and they would do the murder. 
which sets up this concept in the Twilight universe that the only way vampires can die is to go to the royal family and be like, hey, kill me. Which ends up being inaccurate because we've seen two vampires <laughs> die on screen. Yeah, it seems like Edward could have picked a much easier suicide route. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but this one's the most dramatic. Also, who tells your girlfriend on her birthday that you once wanted to commit suicide? In case, because if you if you ever it's his, his him saying if you ever were gone, I'd kill myself. Which is not okay. It's, it's not romantic. Yeah, and and even though uh, Bella does respond to that, not now, but eventually she's like, well, if you left me, I would kill myself. Not a great relationship, dudes, dudettes, and. Men and women. So this segues to Bella going to dinner at the Cullen house, and they all have gifts for her. They all love her so much. Mm -hmm. Emmett broke into her super old truck and put in a new stereo system. Oh my god, they all love her except for Rosalie. Rosalie, and they and the show, the show, it's a movie now. (laughs) The movie treats the fact that she doesn't like Bella like, oh, this bitch. I do like the Rosalie's. Like, here's your gift. It's a necklace. Alice picked it out. <laughs> yes, Rosalie. Well, the th- the th- you know Bella doesn't want that gift. Well, but at the same time, like, the things that I understand Rosalie, like, like they, they don't give her anything, but everything she's going to make so much sense because she's like, you're a human. You are effectively, like... You're causing my family danger at all times. Yeah, and you are, like, we're... You you shouldn't want to be changed. You're a child. You're a child. We're adults. Mm-hmm. We don't look like adults, but we are. Yeah. And I don't know why everyone around me is all like, yes, Bella. So Bella goes to open her present from Esme. Mm. And unfortunately, she gives herself a paper cut. Oh, and then Jasper, the new one, freaks out. And then there's some fighting. And then, and then <laughs> Edward, to protect her, shoves her into a glass table. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'll I'll give him the benefit of stupid, though keep in mind, some people be like, oh, but he's just a young, he's a young guy full of passion. Like, no, he's not. Jacob's a young guy full of passion. Yeah. Edward's a 108-year-old. So everyone's, like, pretty cool with the paper cut other than Jasper, mm-hmm. which, did you remember Jasper can do mind control? Yeah, I He for- can control people's moods. He can change emotions. I forgot, and I got it when I was reading through, I read through, like, um, art, like Wikipedia articles from yeah, yeah. some of things, that a, a thing in uh, of vampires in this world that each one kind of has, like, special magic mind powers. So, before we move on, I have a question. Yeah. So, Jasper can do mood control. Yeah. Alice can see the future. Yeah. Edward can read minds. Yep. Carlisle is the best person who ever personed. Yeah, he's not, I don't think he has a thing. Emmett is super strong. Yeah. Rosalie hates Bella. Yep. <laughs> That's her magical power. I don't think, I, I don't know if, I mean, we'll keep on, we're only talking about the films. Maybe there's stuff in the books. But um, I've read the books, and I still think Rosalie's special power is she hates Bella. I mean, it, it seems like they all, they all only have things that are useful for to them, like, as plot points except for jasper's like emotion control well jasper if i recall correctly became a vampire during the revolutionary no not the revolutionary war no, um, he's real new no he's oh. not super oh right new. sorry he's new he's new to the vegetarian yes right. so he became a vampire during the um civil war and 
he was tortured during it and like driven kind of mad so he'd be like a great vampire warrior from what i understand yeah and i think if you see him up close you see he has like i mean maybe not in the movies in the books he has a a bunch of teeny tiny scars Uh because they would like bleed him and then use that to make him a better warrior so like jasper's story is actually very interesting and why does he not have this movie yeah so this without broaching it too far because this is an overall twilight thing twilight will repeatedly bring up things that are really really cool then be like isn't this cool anyway let's talk more about these two dopes so one of these two dopes bella is thrown into a glass table she's super bloody and alice is like this is slightly too much blood for me i should maybe recuse myself from this room however uh carlisle who is the best man to ever exist yeah he, he, he goes, he goes to doctor with her, and we get a little bit of discussion of where we have to remind ourselves that this was written by a Mormon. We get a lot of talk about how just being a vampire damns you to hell, and that is the reason why Edward won't change mm-hmm. her. Because he's worried about her soul. Nothing about, like, the lifestyle of a vampire sucking and the fact that you do have to watch everyone else around you die. Uh, just that, like, oh, no, but your soul... And, like, there's this pure nonsense earlier where Edward's like, oh, if Victoria ever comes back, we'll do a murder on her. And Bella's like, I am the only one who could protect you. I could protect you if I was a vampire. Please turn me into a vampire so I can protect you because I'm the only one who can protect you. Oh, Really? Emmett? Emmett can't protect him? Repeatedly, I want to point out that Bella repeatedly puts out these cues that, let's say, if I was a vampire and you had to decide, is this person going to be a good vampire? Like, the kind of vampire that won't go mad and kill everything. (laughs) Bella would kill everyone. Bella would kill everything. She, because what she does is that she actually asks Carlisle in this, that that she describes killing humans to take their blood, quote-unquote, the easy way. That's true. And Carlisle's like, no, (laughs) I'm a doctor. I'm a healer. And, And I really wanted Carlisle to, like, if this was anything about thematic stuff about that, Carlisle to be like, it's not the easy way because you kill someone, you remove, you you end someone's life. That it, I think that is a much harder thing to do. Then you have to live with that for the rest of your immortal existence. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Bell's just like, it just seems as easy just to murder someone. Now, I do like at the end of the scene, Carlisle burns up all of her bloody bandages, yeah. and that's really cool imagery, really cool symbology. Yeah. Why is this movie not that? <laughs> yeah, if it's any, but everybody except for Edward and Bella. But uh, speaking of Edward and Bella, they they do this fun thing where <laughs> Bella drives herself home, but Edward's there as well. And he's just going to run home afterwards. Yeah, he's very... He about feels it. really weird about this. Yeah, and that will continue on into... Um... Let me just point out, during the scene, she says, Edward, you can't protect me. One day, Victoria will come, or I'll get old, so you should turn me into a vampire right now. <laughs> she is... She, like, we, we talk about Bella's very passive. The one thing she is not passive about, she is is not an engaging character trait of, I told me a vampire, turn me into a vampire. And I also want to point out, before we get into this, because we're going to get into this. some stuff, they don't have a good relationship. Not once, not once in this, like, 25 minutes we've watched, have we seen them have fun together. Well, during the next montage, Bella does this thing... And this this is sort of uh, quintessential of this movie, where it will put things beneath this veneer of romance, playing indie rock songs, sad indie rock songs. But once you, if you just strip the indie rock songs in and put it like a horror soundtrack, because she takes a photo that she was taking of her and Edward, and, and it's she fo- really cute. She folds 
herself out of it. And then puts the felt, the folded over version, yeah. so just Edward, into her scrapbook in the middle of the page with nothing around it. And then while she's at school the other day, disconnected from all her friends who are hanging her, out. Her friends are trying to talk to her about cool yeah. stuff. They're excited. She's just staring at the table that Edward's not sitting at. Edward is just hanging around in her room. And he steals the photo, but he unfolds it so he can see her. Now... We, there's always been this big thing about, like, oh, Edward watches Bella sleep. And don't get me wrong, that is creepy. I think the fact that we just learned that he just goes into her room while she's not around to check out what's going on to is... know her secret <laughs> thoughts and emotions? Is so much creepier. Let's be real. If Bella kept a diary, he would read her diary. Oh. But she would like it. Oh, oh, full on. Like, this... But they play this nice music, so it seems like, oh... He, they love he, each other. He saw, he saw the photo. I'm like, they don't live together. He 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 skipped school to hang out in her room while she's not around. And she's upset because she wants him at school, so no one wins. And then, of course, this uh, this all leads into um, Edward meeting her back at their house, and we learn that the Collins are leaving. And Bella's like, cool, let me make up a lie for my dad. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely, I'll come with you. <laughs> Edward's like... Yeah, no, you're a child. You will stay here. How long have they been dating for at this point? Um, when, when, what was last? Ep- the end of the last movie. Was that junior year? Yeah, because it was prom. Okay, so it's senior year. Yeah, so now. they've been dating for four to five months, let's say. Cool, all right. So, you uh, know, real uh, and, lifelong romance. And actually, I want to bring this up. We actually did mention this before, and it is worth mentioning that teenagers actually do experience time. I don't mean teenagers, like only them. But you actually experience time differently as you go go throughout your life. So, you... but what I will say as someone who had two very serious relationships when I was basically exactly Bella's age, yeah, you do experience time differently, but you move on, yeah, way faster. Yeah, uh, this this ends with uh him white fanging her. Uh, as the nomenclature goes. Yeah, he's like, I don't want you. Don't come with us. I don't want you to come with us. And and I thought Bella kind of like was getting he was white fanging her because she actually kind of acts throughout the rest of it kind of like she understands why until she meets him at the end and she goes, I thought that you hated me. You didn't love me. Like, wait, no. So you didn't get it? He wasn't a very good white fanging. Now, he makes a very specific request of her during this white fanging, yeah. which is don't do anything reckless. Which makes me feel like he's done this before. He knows that when he breaks up with teenage girls, they walk out into the English moors <laughs> and never come back from the moors. Yeah, and he's like, don't go into any moors. She doesn't go to the moors. What she, she does is... the forest. She just does is lies down on the ground the forest, and because this film in some ways is like weirdly self-aware of course it cuts right to the fact that like uh, yeah his, her father the sheriff has a search party out for her and a very muscular indigenous man's chest mm-hmm. carries her out of the woods and i was like jacob jacob why aren't you wearing a shirt no it's a dude named sam who when he brings uh bella back stares at jacob and jacob stares back and then harry who I think we met last. No, we. I don't think he was in the last uh, movie. He's he's not Billy Black. He's not Billy Black. Billy Black has a wheelchair, but, and Harry but, does not. But he has taken a lot of the place of Billy Black. But he's slightly more funny than Billy. Yeah, Bill, he's played by Graham Greene. Great actor. Um, Billy Black does appear yes. in this. 
But uh, Harry seems to know that something's up between yeah. Sam and Jacob, but mostly he's happy for his friend that his friend's daughter is back. Yeah. This is when we hit the montage that a lot of people kind of know from this movie. It's the sadness montage. <laughs> Bella sits in a chair, and the camera swivels around her in a 360 manner. So it starts in November. It starts in October. It starts in Halloween. Oh, you're right. Sorry, sorry. you're right. October. It starts in October. And then it spins around, and then it's November. And all through this, we get another uh, motif that actually will kind of continue throughout the film. They'll kind of go weird at certain places, which is Bella talking to Alice. And it is a letter, yeah. although we will subsequently discover that Bella, I think, <laughs> we're not sure, Bella doesn't know Alice's email. They just said Alice at colon dot com. <laughs> because later on, she does say, I wish I had your real address. <laughs> and I have to imagine that there's bad wording. What she means is that, like, she... I wish I had, like, your home address. Your, or your new email address. Yeah. Like, I, I would not be surprised if everyone's like, everyone's got to change their email. They'll probably Carlisle's probably like, if we're moving on, everyone has to change you their email. You have new identities. Yeah. Everyone should maybe change their names. <laughs> but we'll keep Colin, though. We seem very comfortable with that. But they're that. not all Collins. Jasper's last name is Hale. I think it's because he hasn't married into the family yet. <laughs> but anyway, so she's writing letters to Alice, being like, I'm so sad. So it so it spins around. She goes from October to November to December. And that's where that sequence ends. But noteworthy, definitely other months go by. Because the next time we're outside, it is spring. So she's in this chair for... Three, four, five months. And interspersed in this, she has nightmares. Charlie rushes in, being like, stop screaming, please. Yeah. I know a boy broke up with you. It's not an excuse to scream through the night. Yeah, so the thing is like... Like, okay, breakups are sad, but this is ridiculous. The problem that I kind of have is that I almost wish we actually saw what the nightmares were because instead it just makes it seem like she just lies in bed and screams and poor it's, charlie yeah, it's, it's not clear it's not even clear honestly the first time you see it that she's asleep like i don't think the the i don't actually feel like honestly the nightmare thing becomes clear until eventually she says the nightmares I, come back the nightmares come back at the beginning it just seems like she lies in bed and scream cries and then charlie's like oh no my child and charlie tries so much and then it goes to this thing where charlie's like hey Maybe you should move with your mom in Jacksonville. Because I love you, but this is not how normal people cope. Yeah, I was like, maybe just get out of town and... And, like, make friends. And she's like, I like my friends. The, pro- the problem is that, like, he he also knows she's not hanging with the friends. We do see images of her friends at school. And she's just sitting at another table. She's sitting at the table the Collins normally yeah, sit at. staring out the window. The problem is that she is showing all of the signs of of a suicidal person all the way up to the fact she says no me and my friend are going are you know going out uh shopping tomorrow which for someone who who shows all those signs and all of a sudden has a quick like pickup that usually is like the final and charlie thing for charlie's sweet sweet spirit seems to believe her yeah even though we do find out that bella hates shopping because bella hates everything the girls like i'm not like other girls However, Bella is, in fact, not lying. She does force Jessica to hang out with her. Yeah. Uh, we get a little bit of Jessica business that's supposed to show that she's, like... She's not She's not even... She's like, not even that bad. <laughs> no, she's just, she's just trying to take Bella's mind off of things. Now, Jessica does critically analyze zombie movies in a way that's actually oddly insightful. Yeah, oh, yeah. Her baby's like, oh, 
Oh, it's it's consumerism. Fantastic. You said the thing that we all we all know. You're, that doesn't make you <laughs> it's great now bella is not listening to Gen- jessica's insightful diatribe on zombie movies because she is distracted by memories of the time she almost met doc rapists <laughs> and, and edward protected edward her saved her from them uh and this will begin the <laughs> another motif that i have to think they did a very bad job of they decided to have this edward's voice in her head be matched with like a hallucination vision and the dialogue suggests mm-hmm. that she wants this vision. The acting that Kristen Stewart is doing suggests that she is terrified of this vision. Yeah, it's it seems like... So the idea, and what we'll see when a lot of these sequences, is that Bella goes out into reckless situations so she can see Edward. But what all he does is scold her. So she goes into reckless situations so Edward can, be, can scold her. Yeah. And then she goes, no, screw you. Even in the visions she has of, like, her great love, they're not in love. They're two people being like, you shut up. No, you shut up. So it- <laughs> not, even, not even her ideal... <laughs> mental image of Edward is, is, a, is a healthy relationship. <laughs> so she goes to where the doc rapists once were, and now it's middle-aged bikers. Well, I, she doesn't go to the exact same place. But these middle-aged bikers are real excited that yeah. a teenager is coming over. Meanwhile, Jessica is standing on the street corner being like, excuse me. What is happening? Why are you doing this? So Bella gets on the back of one of their bikes, they drive, and then she immediately is like, no. Because she thinks they're going to hit Edward's ghost. Yeah. And so she I, goes. I wish I had to figure out this film was like, is this like a thing that's actually, like, is Edward also? Is, is, he, is he experiencing this? The problem, once again, is that in a film of supernatural things, you show something like this. And it's not immediately clear that it's just her. Well, and maybe that's on purpose. I'll give him that. And the thing with Edward is he can read minds, but not Bella's. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she gets scared. She goes back to Jessica and Jessica's like, WTF? What is wrong with you? <laughs> She's like, oh, you ain't seen what's wrong with me yet. <laughs> so she goes find some motorcycles. For some reason, two. That's not clear why she gets two. One for her and one for Jacob. But I mean, she got a two-for-one deal. She brings motorcycles to Jacob, and now it's time for some Jacob and Bella time to hang out. And genuinely in this sequence, I like Bella. <laughs> it seems enjoyable. There is a little bit of this weird stuff where, like, Jacob... Uh, they, Jacob they... told his friends he had a girlfriend. <laughs> That's like... but Bella, That's cute. And Bella's not super perturbed by that. She's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Um... And this, it's great. They do that. They do the conversation we said about emotional age with them figuring out, like, oh, if Bella's thirty five, Jacob's actually thirty two. There's a- at one point, Jacob tells Bella that she can't be older than him due to her general paleness, <laughs> paleness <laughs> and lack of knowledge. <laughs> like it's genuinely funny. It's yeah. cute. They get along well. There's chemistry. Yeah. He makes her happy, and it's absolutely great until Jacob says, and I'm going to say verbatim what he calls him, that Colin guy. <laughs> And that immediately Bella needs to go home to scream. Like, he doesn't... The She was having the greatest time of her life. And then just the basic hint. He could have been referring to Carlisle. And, like, this this has been... Because it's a montage. This has been going on for maybe months, maybe mm-hmm. weeks. Like, she has had so much fun with Jacob. She is happy for the first time in forever. And then he says... Colin. Uh, the, yeah, that Colin guy goes home, screams, and then... <laughs> and the child's like, hey. And he gives... 
legitimately good advice, which will not be followed by anybody in these films, which is maybe you need to learn to love what's good for you, not what hurts you. Hmm. Huh. I will say there is this one moment in this super fun, awesome montage where Bella tells Jacob that she doesn't like music. So they can't listen to music while they're working on the bike. I'm just not really into music anymore. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> I'm like other girls. Other girls have feelings and internalized... <laughs> other people have more than one emotion at a time. I'm not like other sentient beings. I'm a robot, Jacob. I'm a fungus. <laughs> now, during... Jacob, that's a vampire. You're a wolf. I'm a fungus. I would love to see a, a love triangle where it's a vampire, werewolf, and myconoid. <laughs> so during the sequence we also meet two of Jacob's friends, Quill yeah. and Emery. Yeah. And they're sweet 16-year-old boys. Yeah. They look a zillion years younger than Tyler Lautner. Taylor Lautner, even though I'm sure Taylor Lautner was not that old. No. Um we also see uh some of the like some of what will become more plot specific boys which are Sam and his disciples as they call them. So Bella and Jacob are driving her bike her truck to go ride their bikes mm. and Bella sees people cliff jumping and assumes that they're murdering each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but now they're just cliff jumping. We get a little bit about Sam about how like people tend to say bad things about Sam but then they join Sam. It the, the thing is that as an audience member, you know what's going on because it was part of the advertisement for this film that it's, hey, Jacob is a werewolf. It's kind of wild that the first entire Twilight movie no wolves. Yeah. But anyway, Jacob does not like it. He doesn't like the way that Sam looks at him. Mm. Sam seems to imply something with his gaze that Jacob doesn't like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that could go one way, but it doesn't go that way. Uh, we do now get into one of the many sequences where Bella decides to do reckless things, which is she gets on a bike. And Jacob gives her very clear and very good instructions about how to ride this bike. Yeah. And she disregards them wildly. Yep, immediately goes up and crashes. And while she's riding, she keeps seeing Edward around her, mm -hmm. which is what she wanted. But she appears scared of it. And, and that's what makes her crash, is Edward being around her. And then Jacob goes, no. No more bikes for you, dude. You no. can't listen to instructions. And there will be no more bikes. And then... Right. We, got, we got to speed up because we are halfway through yeah, this I know. film. Her head bleeds. Yeah. Jacob gratuitously removes his shirt to mop up her head. Oh, yeah. From the second on, just, I, I just always assume that he has his shirt off because it, it'll pretty much be true. So, at school, because Jacob is so great, Jacob has brought Bella back to life. She decides to hang out with her friends again. Yeah. Uh, and as she's hanging out with her friend, one of them decides now now is the time to ask her out. Which is insane, because I could have sworn last movie he was dating Anna Kendrick, but sure. Nah, who knows? Maybe that was the one who hit, who almost hit with his car, and then he left. And then Becca, I mean, Bella says yes, 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 and then realizes we an that she movie. did. We need to see an action film. An action Zombies. Film. I need adrenaline. Yeah. So they're going to see Face Punch. And they're going to invite everyone. Everyone's coming. Including Jacob. And then the only people who come are Jacob and the guy who asked her out. Yeah. And there is a lot of reference to Jacob being young. And let's just point out, he looks a zillion times <laughs> older than Mike. Yeah. Mike being like, aren't you kind of young to a guy who, who's abs because he threw the shirt and is like <laughs> taller than him. And uh, I, I think in the books, I read this thing where he's supposed to be 6'7". Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's not tease Jacob. 
uh, the the movie thing actually honestly doesn't matter. They co- they sort of set up this thing. Like, I don't know Were why. Were they both trying to hold her hands? I mean, I don't think they're both trying to hold I think they're just sitting there with her hands in the position. Jacob does try to hold her hand, though. And Bella doesn't like it, and she gives a lot of reasons for why she doesn't like it. But what it boils down to is she broke up with Edward only three <laughs> five, to five months ago. Five it's months unknowable. Ago. <laughs> I broke up with him at the beginning of the year. And she, just, she hasn't moved on yet. Yeah. But, like, she's starting to feel some little things for Jacob, so, like, don't wreck it now. Give her some time. Yeah. It's... It, it, as it's with, annoying, but as, reasonable. As with a lot of romance dialogue, and it, the thing is, like, it, this is a melodrama. Like, we have to give it some credit to the fact that, like, the people who are feeling these heightened emotions, that is a... That is a, 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 a trope of melodrama, and that is fine, Ish. Yeah, it's annoying but reasonable. Yeah. And then So this this conversation is another sign of that where Bella essentially says a whole lot of things to him, none of which are ever committed to no or yes. She gives him a lot of maybes and reasons why not, and that is because they want to keep a love triangle going. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, Mike comes out of the bathroom, and Jacob gets unnecessarily aggro at him, but it turns out Jacob has a crazy fever. Yeah. And then he runs off into the night. And then instead of having an Alice voiceover, we have a Bella leaving voicemails for Jacob voiceover. Yeah, and I kind of, like, you could have cut it with Alice, but anyway, now he is gone <laughs> for long periods of time, an undetermined amount of time. So finally, Charlie. Oh, she will never go to school again from this moment on. Nope. Yeah. So finally, Charlie goes fishing with Harry, which means Bella can take her truck and go to Jacob's house and bully him. And she just finds him walking shirtless in the rain with a tattoo and his hair's cut short. And he's wearing jorts. And shirtless with jorts on will be an ongoing costume design for the rest of this movie. And speaking of an ongoing thing for the rest of the movie, now, let's be clear, Jacob is Edward. Yeah. Bella runs up and goes, what are you doing? He's like, go away. I'm too dangerous for you. you I'm bad. I used to be a good man, but now I'm a bad, bad man. And it's so confusing for Bella that she says the phrase, you can't break up with me. I mean, you can't not be my friend. Because <laughs> it's so, because he's just doing. She's having such PTSD. <laughs> and it's, the the way he's speaking is almost like he went off and someone was like, look, Here's exactly what you say to her. And it's nonsense. <laughs> but it works. And the fortunate thing is that he also, he will no longer smile throughout. The, the Him being, him being the nice, like, or him and Bella hanging out, that was sweet. But that's old Jacob. Now he's sullen. Now, during the scene, he does drop a very important knowledge bomb. Yeah. He calls the Collins bloodsuckers. He knows they're vampires, and he knows that Bella knows, and has been keeping it secret from everyone, including him. Yeah. Though he knows it now. Yes, he didn't know before. Yeah, it's very clear that's one of the reasons why he's very upset with Bella in this scene. Yeah, he's genuinely mad at her, because she did genuinely betray him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then during this scene... All of these shirtless men wearing jorts lurk up from. <laughs> oh, this this will be a constant image, and it's never not funny. Um, when just it's always four, but it's four shirtless boys <laughs> wearing jorts walk up to the edge of the tree line and stare at whoever's on the <laughs> other side. Just like I gotta go. I gotta go with these guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 
So Bella goes home, some montage happens, and she ends up hiking to the wildflower meadow where the this dream This is a sequence, bag. It's where she met Jacob, or sorry, Edward, and it turns out that Bella doesn't know how seasons work. She doesn't <laughs> understand that the flowers have not come yet. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets there, she's very sad the flowers have not come, but she doesn't have time to dwell on that, because Laurent. Yeah. Our Cajun vampire, who for some reason does not wear a shirt... Under his suit jacket. Because it's cool. Well, he arrives and he basically vampires at her. Yeah, we get some of um, Edward appears in the vision this time. Like This is where it almost seems like... He's helpful and not scolding this time. Yeah, he's like, lie to him. Uh, Basically, Bella has to pretend, no, I'm still under the protection of Edward. The Collins love me. They come here all the time. Laurent's there to essentially check to see if she's still under protection. And then also just decides, you know what? I'm going to kill you anyways. I'm supposed to save you, Victoria, but you smell so good. Cue a whole bunch of big old wolves. They chase him off. Bella runs home. She tells Harry and Charlie, they're not bears, they're wolves. And you can (laughs) see in Harry's face, he's like... Oh no, my boys! I also don't know what she she goes. She runs up and goes, Charlie and Harry. Uh, they're, they're not. It's not bear. They're wolves. And then they leave. And she goes, Those wolves would be dead by now. I'm like, the why? <laughs> why did you? T- <laughs> why are you sending your dad into the woods after the wolves? Where Laurent is? Where, if you <laughs> think Laurent killed the wolves? Yeah, you. <laughs> you just sent your dad if, to be murdered. If, if Laurent did kill the wolves. He's going to kill your dad now. Way to go, Bella. Instead, she goes upstairs, then Jacob arrives, and they keep giving Jacob too much supernatural business. Jacob parkours into her bedroom. He he does things like he lifts the bike out of the back of her truck, just like, down. He parkours up to her bedroom. He will jump out of it later. He'll do wild supernatural things. And she is not shocked enough about it. Even though she knows supernatural stuff exists. She might, why is she just like, are you... A vampire? <laughs> so he comes to her room and he's like, things are very bad, Bella. I'm sorry for yelling at you, but very bad things have occurred. And I can't tell you what happened because magic stops me from being able to tell you. But you actually know the truth. I told you the story like six months ago. So please think about the thing that I told you. And she was like, yeah, cold ones, vampires. And he's like, <laughs> Know the other part of the story. Yeah. The part that's not about Edward. <laughs> yeah. So this, him trying to work around this is actually pretty great. I do like when he hugs her and he's like, please try to figure it out. It would be so good if you knew. Uh, Bella, so sweet. Bella goes to finally have a dream that isn't just her screaming the pillow. And she remembers him saying that they're descended from wolves. Which she actually will not figure it out. She actually no. doesn't. She doesn't figure it out. She she hears the thing descended from wolves, and she goes to see Jacob, and he's actually just sleeping. <laughs> and his dad is like, he's not available for you, and she bursts into the house. <laughs> yeah, he's sleeping. But then she sees the shirtless boys in shorts. <laughs> she just runs up, and she. I think she just thinks they let him into a gang because he's just like, what are you? What are you doing, Jake? He's a good boy. Jacob's a good boy. She doesn't tell me anything. And then she slaps one of them. <laughs> yep. And then he... T- so he actually reveals it because he turns into a wolf. Then she turns around and, and she runs. she runs to Jacob and she says, <laughs> run, Jacob, Jacob, run. Run, Jacob, run. And the fact that you couldn't even <laughs> give her... You couldn't even give her the, that she figured it out. Instead, she actually didn't. And they do blame Jacob being like, oh, you you told her. No, like, they're like, you got your way around it. <laughs> but, but 
that's not how Jacob planned on doing it. Paul. Paul revealed Paul it. Paul revealed it. Paul was the one who revealed it. And Sam doesn't really seem to care. No. He will let... Th- so Jacob turns into a wolf and Paul and Sam go yeah. into the woods to fight. And Sam... Or sorry, Paul and Jacob go into the woods to fight. And Sam's like, well, hey, other two guys... Go take Bella to my house, I guess, because... Yeah. Then we, we get a little bit of wolf business here. We'll meet Emily, who essentially is Bella for wolves. They actually even mention that. Yeah, that Bella's a vampire and she, girl and Emily's a wolf la- girl. They'll explain it later, but she clearly was attacked, like... Because, so this is not very clear in mm-hmm. this movie, but it does come up in this book, and I don't think they're going to clarify it better in future movies. Yeah. The reason that these boys become wolves is because the Cullens have been around for too long. So the va- the werewolves appear in the tribe mm-hmm. when vampires have too much of a presence and yep. the tribal lands feel like they have to be defended. From Yeah, so it's, it's like the lands essentially... They, they actually essentially act, act like antibodies for yeah. vampires. Yeah, yeah. So Ex- essentially no- the Cullens were there for too long and they forced all these poor boys yeah. to become wolves. And poor Sam, because he's the alpha. Yeah. He was doing it alone, and he accidentally wolfed out yeah. and mauled Emily. Because they can barely control it. Is, they can barely control it, you can tell. Yeah, it is worthwhile. That's, like, prob- that's probably why J- Jacob is so sullen now, because he actually can't... Feeling too much strong emotion would change him. And, like, Jacob... Sorry, Edward. It is Edward's fault that Jacob is a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, no, quick note here, and we're going to slide past it very quickly, because we do got to <laughs> kind of speed up a little bit. Um... Quick note that technically, and this is a huge big thing, technically they're not werewolves. They're shapeshifters, but they do keep calling them werewolves, but there's actually are werewolves elsewhere in the Twilight universe. I don't want to get into that whole lore thing. I don't care. It's it's honestly, it's either Stephanie Myers or the writers of this, of this film's fault for not clarifying that and then being like, well, technically, they're not werewolves. Now, some details come up that will be important in future movies. The Alpha can make dictates that control what the tribe does, yep. which is why Jacob couldn't tell Bella. Yep. And they have a psychic connection. They can talk to each other with their brains. Yeah, well, because, you know, they're like, wolf, they're like a wolf pack. So um, it turns out that the Collins and the tribe have a treaty, so they yeah. don't attack the Collins. But Laurent and Victoria, oh, they're killing all the. Oh yeah, Bella gets really mad at Jacob because he's oh, a murderer. Bella immediately assumes, oh, you were the ones who did it, based off of nothing other than the fact that they are wolves. But <laughs> Bella, the wolves... Th- Bella throws out a lot of like assumptions. She, well, she she. Sounds so much like a weird vampire stand in this because she says, "Oh, you guys killed the hikers." Like, no, we didn't kill the hikers. The vampires killed the hikers. We're gonna kill the vampires. You can't kill the vampires. You can't kill vampires. Vampires are impossible to you, kill. And they're like, "We already killed. We already killed a vampire." Did, are you really not connecting this together? We were the ones who saved you. You looked me in the eye. Like they had eye contact. There's, there's so much film. Like the film uses knowledge of like, oh, her looking into the wolf's eye, then her looking into Jacob's eye, and her hearing, "We are descended from wolves." But it's but like Bella it's like, doesn't make those connections. It's like, it's like this film is speaking a language that Bella doesn't understand. <laughs> So they have not yet killed Victoria. They just keep chasing her up to Canada, and she keeps coming back. And Jacob's like, they can't go to Canada. And Jacob's like, I don't know why she keeps coming back. And Bella's like, she would very much like to murder me. Yep. And then big, huge montage. We get uh, it's Harry and Ch- and uh, Charlie are uh, hunting. Hunting. Harry's hiding wolf prints. Victoria's also hunting Charlie. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean. 
yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, it make that honestly makes sense. She wants to mess with Bella. Uh, but Wolf does their... Victoria. And the, the honestly, the whole, like, Victoria thing and the wolves coming in, that's kind of cool. Bella is spending this entire montage going to the cliff because she has suddenly... It's not clear why she has decided now, oh, right, I forgot forgot about that i want to do this whole death thing because she still wants to see edward's spirit and jacob took her bikes away but the thing is like there's nothing that prompts it in this moment she just it's like she just read the script and went oh right i forgot that's also the thing that i do Yeah, we talked about cliff jumping before like we're, we're obviously trying to do this recap this quick this movie's really long it's two hours and ten minutes long and nothing happens and it's yeah and like it we get we get some of bella doing the the whole like the whole uh kill you know not killing myself but like going to dangerous situations to see edward lasts for a really long time but is interspersed with other things. other things that seem like they're actually pulling her out of the jacob mike movie now now yes uh this is actually kind of how depression works. You will go in waves, but I don't think they're trying to do an accurate show of depression. I think this is just how Stephanie Meyer thinks you feel after a breakup, <laughs> which, yes, yeah, sometimes you do, but mostly you'll learn to move on with your life, and you have a sweet boy who makes you happy. And, and as and as melodrama, it doesn't it start it stops working after a while. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, heightened emotion, but there's a certain point where the heightened emotion isn't like if it was heightened emotion, it should be heightened emotions. Now, now she's falling into Jacob's arms. She's falling like. But Bella has no emotions ever. Yeah. Anyway, so she decides to go cliff diving, and Victoria escapes kind of by cliff diving. Yeah, and then then she sees her in the water, but I thought maybe that's because she sees her in the water, like, swimming towards her, and then she, like, tries to swim away and bumps her head and is knocked out, and then all of a sudden Jacob is there, and Victoria's gone? Like, is, was that a hallucination? And Jacob does some very good CPR, and yeah. I, I kind of thought that would become a plot point where, like, Jacob can give her breath. <laughs> Edward never could. But that never comes up. No. Uh, and then he, they, they, they talk about that, and then it reveals that no, Victoria was there. But she wasn't getting a Bella. She was giving Harry a heart attack. I don't think that was on purpose. Died. I don't think that was on purpose. But Harry has a heart attack yeah. and dies. Harry does have a heart attack and dies. He he dies for plot reasons. True. Yeah. So Jacob drives Bella home, and during this, they have a discussion about how J- Jacob, even though he loves her, has to keep her away because his wolf emotions. Which, which of course, makes Bella like be like. Oh, conflicted, sad boy. Just my type. Oh, I like this so much. Oh, like <laughs> but they can't get into that yeah. because he can smell a vampire. And also Carlisle's car is right there, parked right in front of her house. Yes. So the person who came back is Alice because Alice... Is psychic. But And she saw... She says she saw Bella jump off a cliff. And I like to imagine she also saw all the other things. So she was like... She's just saying this like, okay, crash on a motorcycle. I mean, well, first, okay, approach scary bikers... Crash on a motorcycle. And I bet there are other things Bella did as well. And Alice is like, this is too far. She jumped off a cliff. Now, we do find out that Alice can't see the wolves. The wolves block her psychic vision. And they treat Bella as like, oh my. Like, Bella, Bella, you know, Edward can't read your mind. And that's why he fell in love with you. But Alice can't see the werewolves. That doesn't make her be like... (laughs) How mysterious that my future seeing is unable to see the presence of werewolves. No, Alice thinks the werewolves smell like dogs. And Jacob thinks that Alice is terrible. Yeah. Uh, And I like it. uh, This leads into another 
thing where it's just Jacob and Bella doing more emoting at each other. And now suddenly this movie is going to become a different movie. <sighs> yeah, the phone rings, and for some reason, Jacob picks it up. And someone says something, he says... Charlie's not here right now. He's planning a funeral. And then hangs up. And then it cuts to Edward standing in Italy, like clearly in Europe, yeah. crushing a phone. Yeah. <laughs> and so this sort of like gets you the idea because, I mean, you don't even have to get it. Alice comes running in and just like, I think she saw a vision. And she goes, oh no, Rosalie told Edward that I saw you jumping off a cliff and now he thinks you're dead. So he's going to go to the Volteri and make... Th- Make them kill him. Them kill him. And, and they don't explain how, but I, I understand he crushed his phone, but he has an entire family of very tech-savvy people, except for maybe Carlisle, uh, and none of them can reach him. Now, the only solution to this problem, the only solution, is for Bella to go to Italy. <laughs> and Jacob, like us, the audience, is like, that's absurd. <laughs> Your dad is planning one of his good buddies' funerals. Maybe don't run off into the night. Yeah, Harry will never be mentioned again, and his death was just for the. It was just his, so Jacob could say. Just that. so Jacob could say he's planning a funeral, and then there's this fun misunderstanding where Edward thought he was Bella's funeral. Now Jacob's like, seriously, don't go to Italy. This is so dumb. Yeah. Remember when Edward left? This is all implied because. Yeah. To be fair, Jacob is a 16-year-old boy. He may be a werewolf, but he's a 16-year-old boy. And he's like, Bella, remember when Edward made you fall into the... You sat in a chair for three months while the camera spiraled around you. (laughs) Yes, but now when I see him, I'll be happy again. To Italy! Jacob's like, no. They go go to Italy. While that's happening, Edward has already asked the The Volteri to kill him. And they're like, no. 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 They... They have to give the uh, main Volteri, who's played by Michael Sheen, um, something was like, you're too important of a... He's very Empire. Uh, you're too important. Uh, your, your skills are too uh, good. We don't want to waste you. And I'm like... And it's like, wh- you could just be like, we don't just kill vampires because they're, they're sad. sad. <laughs> and then Edward's like, I'll make you kill me anyway. And the sad Volteri is like... Not without oh. cause. Oh, Christopher Heyerdale. Christopher Heyerdale is my favorite vampire. Because he's, <laughs> he's so playing, sad. He's playing it like this. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's darkness. I am a vampire. Not without cause <laughs> like, will we do a murder. Like, the thing I love about Christopher Heyerdale is that whenever he appears in a movie, he knows exactly the kind of movie he's in. And, man, does he give it. Does he give the performance exactly what it needs. Um, and it's weird that they that, that honestly at this point they sh- if they're going to be they should just kill him anyways because clearly he's going to go and do something that will make them kill like <laughs> yeah when they said not without cause really you don't think Jake or Edward is going to give you cause like, like are are they thinking this like like no he'll think about it a little bit more then he probably won't do it because it's not like a- like asking please kill me is not the first step <laughs> so immediately the Volteri yeah. say no and Alice goes. <gasps> I have a vision. The Volturi said no. At high noon, he's going to walk out from under the clock tower. I, I I enjoy that Alice's visions really, really waver between being incredibly specific and amazingly useful to so vague that they just throw everything <laughs> into chaos. Now, I want to point out that I love Alice stole 
a bright yellow sports car and somehow found herself a driving scarf and driving sunglasses. And she's having a real, like, Audrey Hepburn in Italy moment. So they arrive at uh, this town. In Italy. It has a name very similar to Volturi. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the streets are clogged with people wearing red robes. You know, like from Bella's um, dream at the beginning, except for it wasn't a dream. It was just a vision of this scene, but I don't know why she dreamed it, and because she doesn't react like, like, oh my god, I also saw the future. So they're wearing red capes because this is the Festival of St. Marco's Day, which is a celebration of the day they expulsed... All of the vampires from the city. Which they- Which means in this world, people know about vampires and they know they're sparkly. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that possibly the other ideas, people have a lot of festivals that I, are like... That's fair. It's like St. Patrick's Day. We got all the snakes out of Ireland. Which is, which, you know, is a subtle, is a subtle dig at Catholics? But no, they, Protestants. I don't know. But they do... No, saints are Catholic. Right. But they do know the vampires are sparkly, because when Edward reveals himself, but I, but, uh, they're I, all supposed to I, know. I think I've mentioned this maybe off mic before. I don't know. I feel like this is a, like... If you walked out there, they'd be like, huh, and maybe a higher up saint, like... Okay, <laughs> yes, because in the first movie, Bella does a bunch of research about vampires, and she never in her research seems to discover that they're sparkly. So when Edward takes her to that clearing and is like, look at my sparkles, yeah, we, it means nothing to yeah, her. Yeah, I, I think we did a joke that she, because she says, you're cold, but she says all the normal vampire things, and but, he shows the sparkling, and she's like, huh? <laughs> also this. So, you know what? Edward has a bad plan. Yeah. But, but you know what? The Volturi really just need a reason, I guess. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Here's some drama. Bella runs through all these red capes. Yeah, and yeah. Edward, in the slowest <clears throat> reveal ever, with no one looking at him, walks out from the clock tower and slowly oh, undoes his shirt. Can we mention that... Alice says that she can't be the one because if she gets too close, he'll read her mind and think she's lying, despite the fact that he can read her mind. And know it's the truth. Which tells me that his mind reading is only surface level thoughts. Yeah, so you could trick him which means very he, easily. Which means his mind reading is actually not super impressive. We see another vampire do mind reading and he gets everything. Now, to be fair, he has to touch you. Yeah, and he's also much older than Edward, so maybe if Edward worked on his mind-reading skills, he would but get better at it's just them. so contrived to, to be like, oh, you have to go. If I go, he'll read my mind, and I'll think you're alive, but he'll think that I'm lying. So he'll reveal himself more. <laughs> he's a big old idiot, because she actually hugs him, and he goes like, no. <laughs> She's like, open your eyes, dum-dum. He should realize that the person who's hugging him, he can't read their mind. <laughs> So this is needlessly dramatic. Like, as he slowly undoes his shirt, Bella, like, stops at a fountain, does not shout at him. It's... It's bad. Um, Anyway, so... She hugs him into the clock tower. Yep. Now, unfortunately, this is not the end of it, because Dakota Fanning arrives. So in the clock tower is the home of the Volturi. Yeah, every... All the vampires who are expelled from the city. This is why I think that they actually made... Like, the vampires made this festival as a joke. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) So... All of these are like the mini vampires. There's yeah. like the head vampires. Here are some mini ones led by Dakota Fanning. They come <laughs> to collect Edward and also Bella. And Edward's like, nope, only me. And then Alice bursts in. And then the mini vampires are yeah. like, okay, all three of you 
go see the Volteri. Yeah, we we get a few, we have a little bit of world building nonsense here. They're, they do pass by a human who wants to be a vampire. And Bella is horrified by that? Yeah, she doesn't give a good reaction. She's like, because she wants to be one. And I don't know if she's supposed to be like, so it is possible for them to turn. It, it's, it's unknowable. She's a weird role. Um, but we meet the Volturi. We get some things here where, once again, because it's Bella, everybody wants to eat Bella. Everyone, she smells so good, and they're so interested in her. And the thing is, like, she actually does have a very interesting thing about her that they weirdly keep relegating to, like, a sub-secondary characteristic of her character. But it's not just that Edward can't read her mind. None of their vampire powers work on her. Except... For Alice's. Which is super weird. And I feel... And it, it the thing is, like, this seems really cool, but because he'll never delve into it, it really just seems like it's bad writing. Because she's not immune. Alice can see her future. Mm-hmm. Um, she, But she can't see werewolf futures, which means it is... She can't see things where werewolves are involved, which means... That it can't, you can block future reading, but Bella can't. But I guess maybe that's not a mind thing. So anyway, Arturo, or sorry, Arturo, Aro, yeah. which is the head Volturi, is obsessed with her. Yeah. He he like make so Dakota Fanning can cause pain to <laughs> by people. staring at people and saying the word pain. Um, but it doesn't work on Bella, and he is delighted by that. Yeah. But he thinks this is dangerous. A human who vampire powers does not work on, that's not great. Yeah, so he sends a guy Felix to kill her. And Edward does a big fight. <laughs> Edward does this weird flip thing to begin with. Be like, no longer. Like, he, he like so she turns around to look at Felix, and Edward turns up, flips her full upside down, and turns around and puts her behind him so she's facing the other direction. And I'm like, that was unnecessary. There's also a fun moment where Felix slams Edward into the ground and then Edward's face cracks like a marble well, cracking. Because they're a marble. I actually really like this fight scene. And But then he heals and he comes back in and finally... There are so many choke slams in this fight scene. Felix's main offensive technique are choke slams. That's because he's so big. <laughs> finally, Bella screams, no, no, please stop, no. Which means things to Aro. Yeah. But more importantly... Alice reveals that she has seen a vision of Bella becoming well, a vampire. No, Aaron, that is not what stops Aro. Do you know what stops Aro? Oh, when Bella, Bella says, says kill, kill me. me, kill me instead, and Aro is like, oh, a human who would die for one of us blighted beings? And I'm like, really? You you say me that woman out there? Wouldn't kill for you guys? She seems <laughs> to love you. Like, it seems so weird that that is the thing. Because that's when him decide, where he decides, like, okay, fine. Well, here's the thing. You either have to be a vampire or be killed, as since you're not a vampire right now. No, oh, I think he was about to change her, and then Alice goes, no, 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 I saw a vision of her being changed, and then he goes, okay, then you can take her. And he, like, watches the vision, but it's not of her being changed, it's just of her and Edward running through well, the woods. She does sparkle in it. Yeah, but Alice says, I will change her, which is not what that vision shows. Yeah, it's it's weird that he, he goes, like, so he says, like, okay, she has his power, so she either ha- – but also, she will sacrifice herself for a vampire. She'll be the best vampire. Um, so she either has to be killed or changed into a vampire. And he's like, then I'm going to do it right now. And then Alice goes, no, but she will be changed into a vampire later. And he goes, cool, do it later. I'm like, what do you – just make him do it now. And he's like, goodbye, children. What's have a- fun. What sort of weirdo – vampire royalty leader are you that that you're not like like yes i understand you have like alice's visions always come true kind but, like, of she also thought bella died from jumping off a cliff but, but just 
just have them do it now. <laughs> just just say, okay, change. You don't care. You don't have this whole weird purity thing going on. Yeah. Because as they leave, um, their vampire guide walks them past a tour guide <laughs> who is bringing tourists. Oh, I, I looked this up, Erin, actually, for some is reason. Is that Chelsea? No, she popped. She, it describes her on the Wikipedia page. I don't know. I guess this got information from the book. Her name is Heidi. She has the power to make anybody who looks at her instantly sexually attracted to her. Cool. Despite no matter their species or gender or anything. So anyway, she leads them in and the person who's taking um, our heroes out is like, save some food for me. Because yeah. it turns out they just take tourists into their dumb clock tower and then eat them. Yeah, the tourists have come there. Anyway, the movie's not over yet. Yep. Yeah. Bella has another nightmare, but this time Edward is there to wake her up from it. Which proves that his presence does not change nightmares. <laughs> so he apologizes again, and it is clarified that he does love her. He just wanted to give her the chance of a happy, normal future. Which, which is weird because we got that that entire movie, and nothing in this film seemed to imply... That he didn't love her. Well, no, yeah, and that anything should have changed his initial thoughts. Because... Yeah. So anyway, then Charlie bursts in, and he's like, so, um... You've disappeared for three days. You're grounded forever, and Edward is definitely not allowed to to step foot in this door. Yeah. But Edward doesn't listen to that rule, because he came in through the window. Get it? I'm not, it's not that. And then they immediately go back to the Colin house, like, that night. So she immediately... <laughs> <laughs> just leaves. So for reasons unknown, they go to the Cullen house. They make the Cullens vote on whether Vela is allowed to become which, a vampire. Which only seems to to point out that the only one who says no, with amazingly good reason that they just don't want to delve into. So Rosalie says no. And Rosalie says no because this is not a life she would have picked for herself. And she wishes that someone would have stood up for her when she picked yes. Yeah, because... Because when it comes down to it, she, Bella doesn't understand the vampire life. That moment when she was walking off and all the tourists were just being let in to be slaughtered by mm -hmm. the vampires does nothing to make her be like, oh, well, maybe there are, there is darkness in the vampire world. And she's sort of like, huh, glad we're not those kind of vampires, right? Or like watching Jasper struggle with reducing his bloodlust doesn't scare her a little bit? No, it's it, it could be a cool story of this whole like, push-and-pull type thing, but the only one who says no is... What's her name again? Rosalie. Rosalie. And then then Emma just comes in like, oh, I'll say yes! Um, <laughs> Emma you, doesn't have a Texas accent. He should have a Texas accent. You may know Rosalie because she's Sadie from the OC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, everyone else votes yes. Even, including the parents, which for some reason... Parents. Including Carlisle. Carlisle I, voting yes upsets me. I mean, I also don't really like his wife doing... Because she, she feels... Like a really non of a character, to be like, I just feel so hat. Like, yes. I just want more daughters. <laughs> like, it feels creepy. Her just being like, make the family bigger. Now, Jasper should say no, but Jasper saying yes, I don't want to have to worry about eating you anymore, is a reasonable response. Yeah, he's like, well, I guess you're gonna be hanging around anyway, so at least this way I won't want to kill you. So Bella and Edward drive in the car back yeah, to her it's place. It's still not over. And Bella is like, I want you to do it, but not until after I graduate high school, because then it'll be easier for me to lie to my dad. <laughs> it also feels like, we're, once again, we're getting a lot of that Mormon thing into this. It's like, but, we're <laughs> but then they're interrupted from this deep discussion by a shirtless man in shorts standing in the middle of the road. Oh, right. The werewolves. If this was a well-written thing, they should have been involved in the climax. Hmm. 
Hmm, yeah. Maybe it shouldn't have become a different movie for 20 minutes. Anyway, he's there and he explains, like, hey, you know if you guys bite a human, the treaty is broken. And we're going to murder you all because you're murderers. And also, you turn people into werewolves. You made this happen <laughs> this to us. This is your fault. Which, you know, that does not get enough credence. That would be, be a cool story. It's the vampire's fault that Ed, that Jacob has this. Yeah. It is the vampire's fault that Sam mutilated his fiance. Yeah. Vampires folded all these boys who used to be good boys, now are bad. I mean, I wouldn't like it if I turned into a werewolf when I got mad. Well, I, the thing is, the vampires have this, like, I, I just, like, you, you get people who are like, oh, I was trying to give a vampire get, gets my will. But these werewolves abs- absolutely just were just hanging around and then, what? And the vampires know, because the vampires have a treaty with the tribe, so yeah. they know if they're there for too long, it makes werewolves happen. So yeah, we get then it gets a little bit of a, a thing between Edward and Jacob, and it's very annoying, mostly because this scene also Jacob doesn't come out good in this scene. Both of them are just two guys being like, "Nah, she does what I say," and Jacob be like, "Nah, she does what I say." Well, and then Bella pops up and is like, "I will always pick Edward, always, and I always have, no. even even when you saved my emotional life because he white fanged me, I always picked Edward." Well, and. Yeah, her, her essentially she walks up and says, all the things that we did that you feel like were something were nothing. It, she doesn't even come up and be like, hey, Jacob, this is my decision. She's like, Jacob, this is Edward's decision. And I support his choices. And he's like, my choice is for you not to be a vet, whatever. <laughs> so he leaves into the night, and Bella's like, cool, we're decided. And Edward's like, I really don't want to turn you into a vampire. Yeah. Edward takes this moment to be like, you know what? Maybe I could actually, you, J- he's right. Maybe we could wait, like, five years. And Bella's like, nope. And he's like, two years? And she's like, I'm not negotiating. Yes, fine. I'll I'll ch- change you. But one thing must happen first. <laughs> you marry me. And so, throughout this entire film, the Kristen Stewart, who is actually a good actress. But not a, in this movie. Has this horrible quirk with Bella, where she always does these... Things like she she has these sharp inhales in like weird moments. So we get one last like he's like marry me. She goes and then credits. And it's weird because I'm gonna be honest on the scale of stuff. I would put turn me into an ever living creature of the night above. Hey, let's get married. Can I spoil you with facts from the books? Sure. She doesn't want to get married right after high school because people will judge her for being trashy. What? Wait, what? <laughs> oh my god, all of this Only weird... Only pregnant girls get married right after high school. All of this weird moralizing of the of this, like, it's... In, in a world with supernatural elements, it's weird when those elements are things where it's like... This weird secondary stuff, like being like, oh, oh I want to become a vampire. And that, and that is a life cho- choice that will never change. You will always be a vampire once you're a vampire. But married, oh, I know, I'm going to have to decide. I'm a marriage... Well, and the thing is, and like, you, you, here's the thing: even if you don't, even if you, even if you do, like, get married, you know, after high school, things like that, you will always look like the girl who got who married, married right after, after high, high school, school because you will always be that visual well, age. I think she's assuming that she'll just be like the Collins, where they can be fake adopted siblings who date each other. <laughs> here's the thing: I don't like. Any of Bella's reasons for doing anything. No. All it... of her opinions about everything she does 
are unlikable. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know I know she's in turmoil. I know she's a teenager, but she literally doesn't do anything likable in this entire movie other than helping Jacob work on tr- work on bikes. Well, the thing and we're going to be doing this Twilight movie, so we'll have a long time to talk about this. Um, but the thing about Bella is that she is never making decisions in the face of danger. Like, we're talking about Katniss. Yes. Or the characters from Maze Runner. Or the characters from a lot of these dystopian so YA novels. Mm-hmm. They make rash and sometimes bad decisions in the face of danger and terror. She makes rash and bad decisions. After in- dwelling on them for 72 weeks. Yeah. Like, the reason that I don't like this weird thing is that it's it's the idea of teaching young girls to make not like i understand vampirism is not real obviously but (laughs) she is choosing to tie her life in explorably like she will always be tied to because he will always be her maker he will always be her sire and buffy the vampire slayer shows there's like a real connection there which may not exist in twilight to be fair it actually does. Cool. Then never mind. <laughs> um, one of the rules of the Vol- Volteri is that a maker is, like, responsible for a newborn's I mean, actions. That, I mean, that makes sense. That's just so they don't just, like, change a whole bunch of people. Yeah, and then... but there's, like, always a connection. So she is forever tying her life to someone who, frankly, doesn't treat her very well and doesn't make her happy. She is always sulking at him. She won't let him buy her presents. She doesn't think she's good enough for him. She won't let him celebrate her birthday. She's worried about being slightly older looking than him. Like, she's never happy with Edward, and she is tying her life to someone that she's never happy with. And that's not okay. Yeah. It's... It's not because it is obviously supernatural, and you sort of see, like, where things land on those scales but this ending bit where it lands that the marriage is a lot of a bigger deal than like like they her making this decision to do as to tie this life should be so much of the main thing but it really just seems like it's all just bella being like no do it it's a good thing and edward being like i can't i can't do it but never but they never delve too deep maybe into any of the reasons why maybe later they will will get more of rosalie um, explaining, and we'll get more of the, you know, of like, hey, maybe make a conscious decision Some, and not a... Maybe more of Jackson's struggles of, like, trying to be a vegetarian vampire. Yeah. But, uh, who knows? We, we got... We're doing the rest of these, but for now... Hey, Aaron. Hey, Kevin. Ooh. We don't really know what we're doing for this, but I guess, did you find yourself a Twilight moment? Did I find a moment where nothing made any reasonable sense, (laughs) but the movie happened? I did, and the reason, what I'm picking is Bella being displeased and snotty about everything related to her birthday. Oh, yeah. It'd be one thing if she just, like, didn't like references about looking older getting older because i mean i get it although does it really matter if she's a year older than her boyfriend no absolutely not (laughs) lots of people marry guys who are five ten years younger than them yeah not a thing but like bella's attitude about her birthday it comes it comes less off of a 
oh my god, my birthday is a reminder that someday I will out-age. And never do we get Edward being, like, like the other side of it, which is... Which I guess, we, to be fair, we do get a lot of vampire things of, oh, I will eventually out-age. Everyone around me will eventually grow old and die. So maybe it's cool to see it from the other side. But, but like, it's just... It sets the movie off on a foot of unlikableness. She is unpleasant and moody and... Not a heroine I care for. Kevin, did you find a Twilight moment? Um, yeah, and a moment that I guess I picked because it really should have meant more to the characters, but feels like it might be more of just a world-building plot thing, but is was way too serious of a moment for it not to ever be dwelled on, is the, is the tourist walking in at the end and to get killed by the Volturi and just um, Bella being like, Huh. Huh, moving on. Anyway, I want to be a vampire. <laughs> Should Bella not be horrified by that? Because she has, she has never seen a vampire kill a person. She could have just as easily been in that tourist group if she went on a tour here. Mm-hmm. Like, there, the, nothing was keeping her from not being one of those people. Unless if she's like, oh, if I'm a vampire, then it won't happen. Like, And, you know, to build on this, yeah. Edward never makes the argument to her about how tough it will be for her to become a vampire, what she's going to have to struggle with, like what she's going to have to fight against, what the experience is like. He's just like, your soul. Oh, yeah. No, I I hate that they kept on rolling it back to this like this Judeo-Christian thing of like, we are all beasts who will be damned to hell. To be fair, Edward is 109 years old, so he is from a more religious time. Yeah. But but But, like... (sighs) No one tries, no, like you said, no one tries to make the argument except for Rosalie, who makes a great argument. And then she just gets steamrolled by Emmett. And be like, yeah! Yeah! We're gonna fight with the Volturi in a different way! Yeah, yeah, look at me, Emmett. I'm lifting you up, I'm so strong. <laughs> and also, she's such a vampire stan. <laughs> she really no, is. No, werewolves can't beat vampires. Vampires are much too strong. <laughs> There's what? no way those five giant wolves I saw who are the size of bears you... could have killed that one man when I saw them get up on him. I love... <laughs> like, I... she saw them get up on him. I, I like that she had never actually seen... Like, she doesn't know anything about these pseudo-werewolf shapeshifter things, but she just assumes, nah, vampires are strong. They're strong, and I understand that you uh, prime shirtless boys can become wolves, but the vampires are strong. They're really strong. I don't think you know... They're strong. I, I mean, I only know how strong that one vampire was, but do you... Th- the fact that she never puts anything together, they, they could never give her a win other than, I hugged my boyfriend and now he knew I was... She didn't even do anything to stop him. She just reminded him that she was alive. And, like, she didn't even... I it thought... Even, it even took a moment. She had to hug him and be like, hey, open... Open your eyes, you dummy. Well, and I thought for sure, because I read the book and I've seen the movie before, I thought she tackled him and pushed him back into the clock tower. I know he's very strong because he's a vampire, but like his eyes are closed. Take him by surprise. Well, so there's this whole thing about, um, and we'll wrap this up, but uh, there's uh, this thing where it's like Superman and Batman. Right. You know Superman's obviously very strong. Batman at one point just cold clocks him, and he actually goes flying because he's not expecting it well, well not only that superman is he's strong but he's not like attached to the ground no no sorry batman just picks him up and throws him yeah because he's not heavy yeah he's just a, he, he 
It's less the same thing with the vampires. Like, you can still pick a vampire up and throw them. And, like, what she should be able to do, she jumps on him. So she's yeah. hitting, like, the top of his... He should at least stumble back. So the, the, thing, the thing that really gets me about this film, and this will probably be my final note on this film, um, is that the one thing that, like, Bella's big moment, her big crowning moment, the, 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 the moment where she takes her life into her hands and does something with it, is going up to Victoria to be like, kill me instead of my boyfriend. That's her moment. My immortal boyfriend who... Who is not even her boyfriend at that... No, at that point she does know that he did love her. Yeah. He just... Yeah, her... Her... Her, the, her character climax moment in this movie is kill me instead of my boyfriend. And the only reason that succeeds is because this weirdo Volturi is like, like curious. A, a human wanting to die for a vampire? Us cursed souls? A, a human? What? I've been alive for many years and not never have I seen this happen. So really, she's just such a weirdo that she shocks the Volturi. <laughs> Now, my point, and this will be my final point for the episode, is um, Bella dated Edward for like four months when she was 17. And uh, I dated a guy for four months when I was 17, and I would never trade my life for him. He was a nice boyfriend when I was 17, but uh, my life has moved on. Yeah. So we got the rest of Twilight that we got to do. Um, so obviously we'll be talking about sort of the same stuff. It, it, we the the bad things about the series as a whole kind of are kind of continue throughout the entire thing. So we'll probably hit some of these similar points. And we do want to make it clear: this is not a criticism of things teen girls like. Because I like probably like. 75% of things that teen girls like, and I am a grown girl. Yeah, and... yeah, and that's There are just... lots of things that teens like that are good. YA fiction is incredible now. Yeah, and, and part of the reason that Twilight got so big was because it was a thing, it was a thing teens girls like, which people like to make fun of, and it was bad. Mm-hmm. So, that served as the perfect storm. But... This went long because it's Twilight and it's a film and we like to talk. And it was two hours and ten minutes long. But we have minutes. something important to tell you. We need a break. <laughs> yeah, so we will be we will be taking next uh, week off. There will not be a MOA uh, next week. But we are continuing with Twilight the week after. We're just going to go... We we need uh we need some time off as well. We're gonna go to the mountains. <laughs> we're gonna go isolate ourselves from the smoke and the COVID. Except we're, I think we're getting closer to it. But um we're yeah, we're we're taking some time off. We just it just with all the it, it's just, we're we're not gonna be back next week. Yeah, there's too much. We don't have but, time. But the week after, we'll be here to do the next movie in the Twilight Saga, one that I think is where an actual plot happens. So for reasons unknown, it is called Twilight Eclipse. Twilight, Twilight New Moon, Twilight Eclipse. Yeah, we're watching it. Stuff should happen. So maybe our episode will be shorter. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we are episodes are shorter when things actually occur. So tell us what you think about Twilight. You can hit us up at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And please, please support us in the season between Riverdales. Give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions at Apple Podcast, Google Music, Spotify, your podcaster of choice. Give us those likes. 
We need you. And we'll see you next week. Will Bella marry Edward? Will Jacob win over Bella's infections? Will Charlie recover from the death of his new best friend, Harry? For answers to all this and more, join us next time on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>